Welcome everyone to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I'm your host, Dave. <laughs> I'm Donnie. Nice start. <laughs> yeah, we're off to a good start here. Yeah. I was so excited to get into this, I didn't even have time to bother like saying our name correctly. That's how excited I am. That's right. Yeah, we got got some stuff to talk about today. We have we're talking about Black Hammer, Volume One. We're talking about West Coast Avengers, Volume One, and got some Walking Dead updates. I watched the Spider Verse too. Oh fuck yeah, Spider Verse. We'll talk about that. Uh, I learned about a game that I should have learned about two years ago, and I'll talk about that later. Just leave that a little teaser there. Ooh. Yeah. Right. So I think to get into it, I got a really good transition here. Speaking of Dave Stewart. Fuck yeah, I love that topic. Yeah. We read Black Hammer, Volume 1. Let's talk about that first. I didn't know you were uh, coloring this book. That's, I'm very impressed with you. Yeah. You know, I do that from time to time. Is that is that weird, having your name on every cover of this no, comic? No, it's awesome. <laughs> That's why I enjoyed it so much. Any, I'm so vain. Anytime anyone who has my name like signs their name on any artwork or like work that they've done, I'm immediately a fan of it because I assume I'm going to get some kind of credit from it. <laughs> just, you know, like leftover credit that that guy deserves. Yeah, you should just take credit for it. You should put that yeah. on your Twitter bio. Colorist of it, Black Hammer. It, colorist of Black Hammer, uh, 1991, 93 World Series winner from the other Dave Stewart and uh, oh, wow. Half Rhythmics. I take credit for any Dave Stewart that's ever lived. That was awesome and sort of known. I'm versatile as fuck. I believe it. Nobody has my name. I think I'm the only one. I Google it, and it's only me. I can't steal credit from other people like you can. I'm jealous. Oh, man. Yeah. There was a comic book artist with the same name. I would take that. Didn't we read something else once with that Dave Stewart worked on? We did, I yeah. We did. I, was, I was gonna ask you, what was that? I can't remember. It wasn't Rat Queens, was it? What was it? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I really don't know. It might have been Rat Queens. Because I, re- I remember us talking about how vain I am and how much I loved it because of his work. Yeah, yeah, because of your work. Yeah, because of what I did to contribute to whatever that was. Yeah, they, they sent you a uh, black and white comic book and you colored it in with crayons and shit. That's probably what happened. Yeah. They're just like, hey, use red here. And I was like, fuck yeah, I will. You know I will. <laughs> Leave that black. Nah. Changing it. <laughs> nah. Nah, I got this. <laughs> don't don't worry. I, I'm the let, colorist let me, here. Don't, don't stifle my creativity. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who's the colorist? I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, though, what'd you, what did you think about Black Hammer? Uh, besides the colors. Colors were nice, but I mean, what else? The colors were amazing, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's that's the first note I had was how amazing that color was. Oh yeah, um, really colored in. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't have like the highest of hopes. I didn't know what it was. I just randomly picked it because it sounded awesome. But yeah. yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, same here. I I started reading it and I read it really quickly and I was into it. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, me too. yeah. I guess I I didn't expect a superhero book either. I didn't know it would be that. It looked more like a horror book on the cover so yeah it did like it had some horror elements in it at least but that's true yeah yeah i think the last issue where they were following uh madam dragonfly they called dragonfly yeah. cabin cabin of horrors and she's talking about how it's a horror directly to the audience so yeah there was some horror elements but yeah i really liked this book it was a lot of fun the characters are interesting well let's talk about those characters then a little bit the title of the book black hammer uh, as I predicted last week, Black Hammer is, in fact, a superhero who is black and uses a hammer. So I was very right about that. Yeah. Um, but he's dead in this good, book. Good guess. He is. So Joe Weber. Yeah, right. It's weird that he's the title character, the titular Black Hammer. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it makes sense, though, because he's the one who gave his life for the rest of the, car- the cast to get to Earth. And so they kind of like all meet on the day of his death, I guess, to go and remember what he gave up to for them to live. True. Yeah. They had a big fight with anti-god, 
which is a pretty cool. Yeah, that's a badass name. Yeah, it is really cool. <laughs> if I was going to be a supervillain, I would definitely pick something cool like that. Yeah. Like Deistu the God. Right, exactly. I was going to say, that, that title sounds like something you would have created, but you just did I, the, I didn't create it, I just colored it. I just colored it. Just colored the anti-god. <laughs> don't, don't give me too much credit here. Right. <laughs> I, I stick to what I know. I stay in my lane. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. So I guess we can talk about the characters then. So there is Abraham Slamstein, which uh, he was calling himself. I like that he added the Steen to his name. Uh, yeah. Later on. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm Jewish now. I'm, I'm Slamstein. It makes me sound more Earth-like. Right, yeah. And uh, in his flashback about this character, he was uh, Abraham Slamkowski, which uh, I think I fucked up. My name should have been Donald Slamdowski. I could have just taken that. Fuck. Fuck. That, I know. That's your name from this day forward. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so this character is basically like kind of like Captain America, where he's really skinny, he wants to join the army. He's too skinny, so they won't let him in. And um, he runs into a trainer at a gym, and he was trained by Punch. This guy's name yeah. was <laughs> his name was <laughs> Punch Socklingham. I just love his first name is Punch. That's the greatest what first an name. Extremely lucky, perfect boxing trainer, coach, fighter. I know it's name. awesome. I love it. That's the best name. I wish my name was Punch. My life would be so much yeah. better if my name was punch i would have such a seriously would be i know but i think he's not a superhero though this abraham slam guy he was just uh good at punching or something he was taught by the best i mean you can't disappoint punch so he became superhero that's right (laughs) um so that's one guy he's like an old man now so he's kind of like giving it up at this point there's a gale who is uh like shazam except instead of turning into an adult when she says the magic word, which is a uh, Zafram. She turns into a child. So she's also an old lady, but she's trapped in the child body. So she looks nine years old. And then there's Barbalian. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. That was a cool one. He's like a, a gay Martian. He, he shapeshifts into this cop and he tries to come onto his partner at one point after they were working together for a long time. And this partner's like, Nah, man, I don't roll that way. His partner got really angry about it. Yeah, he kicked him out of the car, which I'm I'm not sure how that works. It's not that guy's car. It's like the police force's car. <laughs> yeah, that I they're mean, both responsible for when they're in it. So I don't know how he felt like he was in a position to kick someone out of his car. Yeah, I wonder if that's even allowed. I mean, I'm no cop, but uh, I no. think that that would be illegal. I would imagine. Big move. Yeah, it was. Okay, so there was a Colonel Weird. This guy was interesting. He's kind of like floating through the astral plane like Legion, which was the greatest show on TV. But yeah, he's he goes into this weird, what do they call it, Parazone. And he can kind of travel through time and space and shit. And yeah, he's kind of like a crazy guy. Can he take his head off or something? Wasn't his head off? Like the, the very first, the very first time they showed him, it looks like yeah. his head is severed, just sitting on a kitchen cabinet. But the rest of the time, he he's always got a head attached. So I don't know if maybe he was just kind of half sticking out of the parazon, or I don't know. Yeah, I, I was uh, that I was confused about that part. But at first, I didn't like him because I'm like, ew, this is a gross head in the jar, man. And the way they like write his dialogue looks like it would sound gross. So I wasn't a big fan at first. <laughs> But uh, uh, I pictured it as kind of like a, a whining, like wind whimper sound. Yeah, like he doesn't have lungs, so he can't really push the sound out too far. You know, it's a it was, it was cool. Yeah, if you if uh, you guys haven't read this, check that out. It's uh, interesting. But then after that, he had a body, just there's... no problem, and he was pretty cool. So I did like him by the end. I thought he had a very interesting story. And there's Talkie Walkie. <laughs> yeah. He's a female robot. Who is a female robot. Yeah. So it's all of those guys, and they're they're from Golden... Or wait, no, is it Spiral City? Yeah, Spiral City. In the Golden Age. home planet yeah. in the Golden Age. Yeah. Which is their, I guess the Golden Age is their planet. They all get trapped on Earth through like a, a wormhole that they go through when they were fighting this big bad guy that uh, killed the Black Hammer. So they're all stuck on Earth now. 
we also meet Lucy Hammer or Joe Weber's daughter, Lucy right. Weber, who's a scientist back on uh, the home planet trying to like figure out how to find her dad because she's of, of the belief that they're all still alive, that they didn't actually die because there were no bodies found. Right. Oh, yeah. There was also another character, Madam Dragonfly, who was a creepy witch character. But yeah, eventually the daughter of Black Hammer makes it to their, I guess, I don't know, their weird earth world or whatever that they're in. And Madam Butterfly makes her uh, forget why Dragonfly. she's there. Yeah, sorry, Dragonfly. <laughs> yeah, I keep saying, I keep thinking Butterfly. I think that that's good. That's another thing that's different. But yeah, so as soon as uh, Lucy comes back, I, I don't know what it is, back in time or to their dimension. It's, it's unclear at this point. But yeah, she's yeah, like, oh, I remember the you. time frame. Yeah. Well, no, because they did say that when they saw her on their home world, it was, she was just a little girl and they said it was 1969 now, I think. Okay. Yeah, they said it was like 10 years later. So I just assumed she was like, you know, it made sense. She'd be like 13, maybe now she's like 23 and working as a journalist or something. Or maybe there's some more time differences or whatever. I really don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It is. But there's something going on with her, and I, that's kind of like, well, I know that's the very end of this volume, but that, that made me interested. I kind of want to keep reading it. But I guess let's go back to it then. Uh, this is mostly about Abraham Slam trying to get some from this waitress and he the waitress tammy. uh yeah tammy she wants to come back to his house and meet his family but you know it's all these weird uh characters and shit so you know he's kind of nervous about that they eventually do it and it works out well gail's being an asshole you know because she's uh yeah she was she's always she was an asshole the shit out of him i know she's a she's she is an old lady she should be more mature than that i would i would think you would think you would think she would be yeah but she's she's a real but asshole. No, she just pouts like a little dick all the time. Right, yeah. And then she would always... She cried a lot in this volume, too. She's, like, constantly crying. So, yeah, I don't know. She was she really was kind of the annoying character, I thought. Oh, there was also a scene where she's uh, sitting on the roof, and Barbalian is telling her about, like, oh, I think I found someone that I really love, and I, I should just go for it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I love you, too, and blah, blah, blah. So she was, like, trying to misunderstood that. And he's like, uh, sorry, but, like, you're a little girl. Um, I can't be banging nine-year-olds. Uh, even though you're an old lady, it's still weird. And plus, he's, he's gay. He's a gay alien. So he was into the uh, priest. He was trying to get some from the priest of yeah, their so local he, church, which sorry, I thought yeah, was funny. Yeah, he's going to be banging the new priest. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, if you were going to bang someone, I think that's a good choice. You know, just get really, get really depraved with it, right? I'm into it. Yes, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fuck Gay that priest. known for their depraved alien fucking? They're known for child fucking, so I think Gail would have a better chance with the priest. She's a girl. That's true, yeah. So, I don't know. Let's see, what else do we do here? Yeah, this uh, this story was more of a day in the life type thing i guess just watching these people out of place they can't leave the the town for some reason i think uh if they try to leave it'll kill them or something like that it was kind of unclear so they're just kind of stuck there they've been there for 10 years and they're just like living their lives basically on this farmhouse and yeah i guess i, I don't know i don't have much else about that one i thought it was pretty cool i mean do you have anything else about this so tammy's ex-husband the sheriff He's up to no good. Oh, right. He keeps, like, threatening Abe, sort of. And then at the very end, Dragonfly is like, all right, you think you're planning something bad to happen to Abe? I'm going to get you before you get him. Mm -hmm. So they could be having a showdown at some point in time. Yeah, that dude is just being a dick to all of them. Was His name was, like, Sheriff Loveheart or something? Yeah. Which sounds like a good guy name, but he's certainly it, not. It does. Yeah. He's very jealous that Tammy has moved on, gotten some strange while well, he's stuck, just stalking her. Yeah, as you do. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, Madam Dragonfly in that last issue talking about her cabin of horrors. When she was transported into the other dimension, her cabin came with her because she apparently owns this cabin and it's cursed. So 
you know, she sort of exchanged ownership with the witch to try and get her baby to come back alive. Madam Dragonfly is hanging out in this cabin and some dude comes in to try and kill the witch or whatever. And he falls into the, to the, to the lake or the swamp that the cabin is near and turns into like this monster man. And uh, then they start dating. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of yeah, weird. It looked like Swamp Thing, basically, is what he turned into. Right, yeah. And uh, she got pregnant with Swamp Thing's baby. Yeah. What happened to the baby? It was dead, right, when it, on, when it delivered? I should have wrote that down. Was the baby alive? Yeah, I think... No, I think it died instantly. Okay. Yeah, I think there was a panel showing the uh, the birth of the baby. That was pretty gross. The miracle of life, Donnie. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, Madam Butterfly might be... Uh, it's hard to tell whose Dragonfly. side she's on. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Dragonfly. I, I think I'll never get it right. Why is Butterfly so natural? So, I don't know. Why is that... <laughs> Why is that familiar? So so since they're, since they're all stuck like in this sort of like... They live on a, a farm mm-hmm. uh, just on the outskirts of a town. And so they all kind of have to live a life of lies where... Abe is the father to Mark, and for some reason he's the father to the Colonel too, which that one threw me because they look like they're about the same age. Shouldn't they say brother, might be right? even older? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I would have gone with. That would have been way safer. And yeah. then Randall is for, for pretend married to Dragonfly, and then Gail is their child. So when Tammy comes over to dinner, they all have to go and play along with that story. Yeah. And Captain Weird Randall is like going into that other dimension, I think, has kind of like eaten away at his brain because he's not all there mm-hmm. and he can't really ever focus or remember anything. Right. But magically, he comes down at dinner and just saves the day and pulls it off completely. Yeah. He really cleaned himself up in that scene. He did. I'm glad his beard grew back like seven minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess the time is weird in his parazone thing but he's kind of it's hard to tell how long he was in there anyway do you got anything else about this book i think that's all i had oh so at one point in time because gail hates being stuck in a, a child body and she's just complaining the entire time she keeps asking uh captain to take her with him and just sneak her through the parazone if she can or, or try to help him get help her get back home he oh, keeps right. telling her like he can't. He had done it once before with another female who begged him just like she was doing. But then the next time he goes in there, it shows like it's an older version of her, it looked like. Yeah, it was just severed from the skin. It was just like her face, I thought, on a torso that had been like ripped clean of its skin somehow. Uh, Do you think it was Gail's face? I don't know. That's what it looked like. I thought it was uh, the girl he was talking to earlier. He was like, there's like a mission control lady. That he was yeah, talking like, to, and I think it was her. They, that they had they all the flashbacks in. in that chapter. Yeah, and maybe maybe they were just animated similarly, but it looked as if it was like Gail's face. I thought, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, maybe they just looked the same. I thought it was the uh, mission control lady. That would probably make more sense. That's probably correct. Yeah, yeah, I like that Colonel Weird. I just, though. He was I just cool. color it. I don't I don't animate. True. <laughs> so I don't know. Why'd you color them the same? Well, that's what I was told to do by the uh, actual illustrator, so you know. <laughs> yeah. I stay in my lane, man. Okay, I see. Just do do as you're told. Right. But yeah, I, I like that character a lot by the end of it, that Colonel Weird. I think he's doing a lot of interesting shit. I like his parazone. Uh, I like his beard. I like that he's not a severed head, apparently. <laughs> At least I don't think he's a severed head. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's even cool. Even if he is. He still gets a body when he's in the parazone, so that's cool. Yeah, I suppose so. I thought he just had, like, an inflatable suit body at first. But I, I feel like it must be an actual body. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'm definitely interested to see what happens and to continue checking this one out. Yeah, we'll have to come back to this one, because I do want to see what happens next. Like, kind of the story is just sort of picking up. This whole volume was more of an introduction to all these characters, so... I think that's about what we got. But yeah, I would recommend it. I think it's good. It's great. Yeah. Do you want to hear some reviews? You know I do. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! 
Yeah, soundboard's back. That's good. <laughs> this review is one star, and the title is Poor, P-O-U-R, Shipping. <laughs> Poor Shipping. And then it's, uh, item has a rip in it. Very disappointed. And uh, there's a picture of the item, and there is indeed a rip in it. So, poor guy. Hmm. I love P-O-U-R, poor. That's yeah. awesome. That's my favorite thing. Um, okay, and then I, there's one more. Two stars. Kept expecting more. Didn't deliver. The artwork is what caught my attention. As I read, I kept expecting more. But I feel like the book didn't deliver. I wouldn't really recommend this. Yeah, fuck that guy. Well, to that guy, I would say you knew you were reading just volumes one through five. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're aware you didn't get, like, a complete master volume collection here, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all setting up. I mean, that's kind of what they do in the beginning of most things, so I don't know what this guy expected. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on here. So how do we transition to this one? Oh, speaking of superhero teams... Good enough for me. Yeah, whatever. Uh, We also read West Coast Avengers Volume 1, Best Coast. So, what'd you think of this one? Not a fan at all. Really? Why? So They have Hawkeye. Two Hawkeyes. How can you not be a fan? uh, I love that, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. It's everything else that happened. Alright, so when you're building a superhero team... You have to have specific people to fill certain roles. <laughs> okay. Like, this book is America Chavez and then 19 comedic relief characters. Like, it's too <laughs> much. True. It's not going to work. I don't know who this book is, like, made to appeal to. Like, it, it has to be, like, 12, 13-year-old kids who have never read a comic book before. Yeah. But it's just trying way, way, way way too fucking hard to be hilarious and it is failing fucking terribly <laughs> you cannot have that many like one-line characters who are just typically like page filler characters who usually zap in to just drop their hilarious comments and then you don't see them again the rest of the book you can't have a team of nothing but that character type well you can it's called like, west that's, coast that's avengers the exact that's the exact stereotype or uh team part that Quentin Quire always plays on like any of the X Men X Men uh-huh. school books that he plays in. That's what Hawkeye. Both Hawkeyes are normally when they're on books or teams. I mean, and then Gwenpool, who's just like the shittiest of all of them. Yeah, it's true. Okay, well, yeah, let's go over some of these guys then. So, yeah, like you said, the uh, most important character is uh, America Chavez. She has. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! I certainly did not say she's the most important character. I said she's the only, like, straight-laced, like, non-comic relief character. Hawkeye, Clinton Barton, is by far (laughs) always the most important character on any team. Well, I mean, she's the only one who can do stuff. She's the only one with decent powers. Whoa, no. Clinton Quire is the most powerful (laughs) member on that team. No, he's an Omega-level mutant. He lost a lot of his power in some bullshit. They were talking about that, so they made some bullshit reasons for him to not be that powerful. So he's much less powerful. He's still considered an Omega-level mutant, though. Well, I still think America Chavez is the uh, main team member here, the most important one. Uh, she has super strength. She can fly. She can uh, teleport through a through a Captain America star that she can materialize. Yeah, that that's a new one that I'm not familiar with. Like, I like that it's always star shaped. Yeah. Why? Cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> gotta branding, branding. True. Yeah, you gotta you get your brand out there. Like, I, I can't remember the team name. It was some team that she was on where it was her, Captain Marvel, Blue Marvel, uh, Spider-Man, and, like, one of Blue Marvel's sons. Mm-hmm. But I think that might be when she got this new, like, weird teleporting power. I, I don't uh, know. Okay. There's one other character who's just, like, a... I didn't really realize he was a superhero now. And they did say when they're introducing him that it's his first time ever trying to be a hero. Okay. Uh, he's Kate Bishop's boyfriend in the uh, Kate Bishop Hawkeye series. What was his name? Jax? His name was... <laughs> no, that's Mortal Fuse Kombat. Fuse or something? Yeah, Fuse. Fuse? <laughs> Jax. He has metal arms. 
and he punches hard. <laughs> no, his name yeah. is uh, his name is Johnny Watts, which uh, is a ripoff Johnny. of. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you ever played that shitty Marvel EA game, uh, Rise of the Imperfects, from like Xbox no, 360? Oh, it's awesome! It's like a mashup between your favorite Marvel heroes and your favorite EA heroes. It's fucking incredible. Wait, so who are my favorite <laughs> EA heroes? It's just a bunch like of John Madden from Madden Football. <laughs> no, not John Madden. No, they just made up a bunch of bl- bullshit heroes and called them the Imperfects. And there was a character on the on the Imperfects team called Johnny Ohm, and that's the only name I remember, and I don't know why. But Johnny Watts reminded me of that, and it also made me realize that I fucked up by not uh, making my Twitter handle Donny Ohm. That would be fucking awesome. Why didn't I Fuck. do that? Yeah, I know, I dude. fucked up my fucking whole life. You and your parents were slacking so hard on your naming. <laughs> I know, what the fuck? Give me the same name. Name me Barack Obama, and then I'll take credit for all of the fucking presidency and being the first black president. But no, I have, this, I have, a, I have a name that has... I can't steal credit from anyone. This bullshit. Yeah, goddammit. Who wants to work for your own credit? Fuck yeah. that choice. And Donnie Ohm, that would have been perfect. Fuck me. Can I change my Twitter handle? Maybe I will change it to that. Yeah, sure. I love that name. That's fucking great. Do it. But yeah, Johnny Ohm was uh, awesome. He was, he was my favorite EA superhero from that shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a weird like 3D fighting game where you're like... Uh, running around in like a top-down view I, I just remember everything was had a green tint to it so it looked like the matrix and it was fucking gross i i so badly wish that this game just used all the stars of like <laughs> ea other games like, that'd be great for some reason john madden is there and then like what what shooter games do they have they make the battlefields yeah so they have whatever character from those games is there and you can whatever like else they make you can you can pay like 40 dollars to add darth vader in there that'd be funny <laughs> I would like that. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll feel a sense of achievement when you do. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can pay a thousand dollars for loot boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit, man. EA is very fun to shit on. Okay, let's see then. So that's uh, Johnny Watts. Uh, what else did we have? Yeah, we had two Hawkeyes. We had yeah, Gwenpool. Gwenpool. Quentin dog oh the, uh what was the dog's name uh lucky aka lucky. best dog they had the dog too and uh quentin choir who's a weak-ass mutant lucky is from the original solo hawkeye series and he's oh since kate bishop moved west coast he's been a part of her team he went with her oh wow okay well i'm glad to see lucky back he, yeah he's a very good dog good boy yeah so yeah uh, this book starts with Kate Bishop trying to find a couple more members of the for their team uh, because they realize they need more more people on there after they fight a group of land sharks. Yeah, I was going to say the street sharks make an appearance, which is awesome. Yeah, that's fucking cool. It's uh, You may remember them from the cartoon or the beer. That was the one highlight of this book so far was yeah. st- the street sharks. Yeah, those are some... Because uh, god damn it, this... Next, this next little open interview part was hilarious. It was so funny, man. Your favorite heroes, like the like the Spider yeah, King. I'm glad Wolverine showed up. Yeah, Wolverine was really good. It would be good. a Marvel book without a Wolverine appearance. Motherfucking yeah. Christ, still. Spider King was just a guy covered in spiders. So that was yeah. fun. That was hilarious. They had a guy named Dutch Oven. You might remember him from the EA game. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Dr. Mole, though. Dr. Who? Dr. Mole. Oh, yeah, he was just a mole man, right? And and what was that dark... Oh, what was that one thing who was, like, the shadow guy? Uh, it was too scary. I can't remember who that was. I, I liked that one, whoever that one was. That guy looked badass. Like, he could have done some shit. Yeah, for sure. So of all these amazing heroes, Kate Bishop ends up choosing Gwenpool, which is uh, unfortunate. She didn't even know she was auditioning. Yeah, Gwenpool just wandered in. Okay, so then they do that. They got a little bit bigger of a team together. Quentin Choir shows up. He's on the team now, and he has a camera crew with him for some reason. So they're doing all these, like, real-world-style interviews and shit in between panels here. 
like saying what they're thinking about or what they were thinking about. That was hilarious. Okay, so then once they get the team together, Giant Tigra comes along on the beach. She's very large now. Uh, Tigra, you may remember from Thundercats, right? No. Okay. <laughs> Tigra. Tigra, okay. Tigra think... on Thundercats was a tiger male who used oh. the bolo whip. I mean, this, this uh, Tigra character could definitely fit into the Thundercats. Yeah, yeah, she can make the team. Yeah, she even has a like a, a cat on except, her sports bra. That was pretty cool. Except she's a human who turned into a tiger. She's not from Thundera, so I mean, she'd be an outsider. Do you think they would accept her, or would they like racially uh, profile her like the X-Men do with people who aren't born with their powers and get their powers later? Do you think they would act like the X-Men? Kit, Cat, and Snarf, I think, would absolutely treat her like shit for being an outsider. Oh, really? <laughs> I think Lino would take some time. Like, there would be a very special episode where Lino finally, like, learns that she's, like, pulling her weight and, like, contributing to the team, and he's like, I, I misjudged you, and that was wrong. Yeah, and then and finally, finally accepts decide. her. I think Chitara, Tigra, and Panthro, well, fuck, Tigra's gonna hate her because they're gonna have the same name. It's like Tigra 1 and Tigra 2. Can't have oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. Panthro and Chitara, I think, will both welcome her with open arms. They seem very welcoming. Well, good. Maybe she. Maybe there's hope for her yet. Um, okay, so she comes up. She's on the beach, stomping around, and then Brodock comes up. She's magically 200 feet tall now, too. Yeah, really big. Uh, which I think uh, Hawkeye is weirdly attracted to, because he was talking about how he had dreams of giant monster woman. I think he's into it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then Brodock comes in, which is a hilarious uh, name. What does Brodock yeah. stand for? Do you remember? It's Modok, except it's kissing, not killing. Right, exactly. And it's bro instead of mo, so you would never know it's, oh, yeah, it's th- him. There was also a surf dude who uh, was at the open casting call, too. Oh, Which really? If she dismissed surf dude so quickly, why did Brodock make the team when it's basically the exact same character? Well, Brodock didn't were, actually... Like, shirtless, handsome, blonde dudes with spiky hair. Except I guess Surf Dude didn't like try kissing her, so maybe that was why. Well, Brodok wasn't actually on the team. They were just trying to keep an eye on him because they're like, "Yeah, it's obviously Modok, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, let's let's bring him in and see, try to figure out what he's up to." So they were just suspicious. They weren't putting him on the team. Well, I mean, he had access to a lot for not being a team member. Yeah, I think their security is not very good. Is the problem? Yeah, but yeah, so they find out that. Brodock is uh, changing all these women into monster people. They go and investigate Modok's hideout or whatever, and while while they leave Brodock and some of the other team, or most of the other team, to like watch a Weekend at Bernie's too, which Gwenpool was a fan of. Yeah, but she'd never seen the first one until just recently. Yeah, she had questions raised from number two. Right, Quinquire couldn't get over that, so they made out. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then they, they start hate-fucking each other in front of the whole team. So they were into that. Yeah, That was, that was pretty America hot. got a little bit uncomfortable with that. Yeah, a little too uncomfortable. She just needs to watch it happen. Yeah. So Clint and Kate, uh, after they get into a fight Hawkeye. with the... You can just say Hawkeyes. Hawkeyes. After they get into the uh, land shark thing, they are bandaged up a little bit. and uh, Or no, it was after the Tigra fight. Both had to get some band-aids, and they have band-aids in exactly the same places on their face. So I thought that was weird that they were also injured in exactly the same way. That's like a recurring gag from the original Hawkeye series. The oh, really? Clint Barton one where he's always getting into fights, and he's not necessarily like getting his ass kicked, but he's always getting messed up enough that he has to just like randomly apply band-aids to himself. Well, yeah, but I'm saying... I think it's weird that they have band-aids on uh, exactly the same spots on their faces. Yeah, I mean, they're both Hawkeye, so if one does it, the other one has to, right? I suppose so, yeah. They're just copying each other at this point. Okay, so then Brodok finds out that they were investigating them, and he gets pissed off, and he releases more giant women. So uh, Hawkeye is really, really into this. So it's giant monster woman. And it made me think that they needed a Megazord. I, I guess. <laughs> it would be really useful. You could have uh, the two Hawkeyes could be the head. They could like share the head part. 
Gwenpool could be a foot. I guess America Chavez would be an arm. I think this I think this could work actually. Quentin could be another arm. And then that other guy, Few or uh, Johnny Ohm could be the another foot. Because uh, you know, the feet are the less important characters, I think. And then Dog can sit in the head too. He probably could be up there. Or Lucky, not Dog. Why why would the least important characters be the feet? I mean, those guys have to like keep the balance of the giant robot. Well, be, there's going to be calamity. Yeah, but the, I mean, they have to be the feet because that's on the bottom. Is is why, you know, they they're they're just down there in the dirt, and the head is way above the dirt because it's too good. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Wherever wherever he goes, he is by far the least important character. Who's who's that? Uh, Fuse. What's his name? Fuse. Yeah. He's a stupid new character. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and he he like changes his body to different materials, and he has all he's, these. He's basically absorbent, man. Yeah, and he has this uh these vibranium piercings, so he can just copy the vibranium. So uh, because he does this, I don't know why he isn't just like the strongest superhero ever. Because according to that Black Panther movie, vibranium is the most badass shit you can be. If you're made of vibranium, you're you can't be beat. I think he's new at it, so he's learning. So he doesn't know how to be. I guess. He has to learn how to how to vibrate like Wi-Fi signals or whatever those fucking vibranium things do. He's got he's got to practice more. Yeah. But instead of getting a Megazord, Kate Bishop uses Modok's like monster machine, or she gets that used on her rather to turn into a giant hawk. So now she's a giant hawk woman with uh, giant <laughs> arrows too. So yeah, they were calling her Kate Hawk. Kate Hawk eventually you know, comes in and helps out with all the other Monster Woman, and they changed most of the Monster Woman back, except for one who wants to remain a dragon, uh, because she thinks being a dragon is cool. And then Kate Hawk uh, takes Modok and throws him into the sun, which definitely means he's dead, because that kills even Mjolnir. Yeah, but Mjolnir is just some super weak hammer made by gods. Brodok is Modok, but with, like, cool surfer hair and abs. That's true. And kissing. Yeah, he loves he loves kissing. I love his uh I love his sexual assault on Kate Bishop, like when he first meets her. Yeah. That was great. That's that's how you get recruited <laughs> to superhero teams. You sexually yeah. assault their leader, and then you're in. That's how Batman got invited to the Justice League. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Did he Little kiss he fact. kissed Superman? He kissed Superman and they were like, hey, Welcome aboard, Batman. Oh okay. I love your style. Yeah. Oh, dude, the sun killed Mangog, too. That definitely would kill Modok. <laughs> Mangog could fucking murder the shit out of Modok. The best fucking villain. Not Brodok. Yeah, maybe but not Not Brodok, because he'd be distracted by the kissing. That's true. <laughs> Mangog would fall head over heels for the kissing. <laughs> God damn it, Brodok's my new favorite character. I don't care how fucking stupid and awful this is. Brodok. Thank you, God, Brodok. Just kisses everybody. Your gift to us all that keeps submission. on giving. Yeah, yeah I like it. Brodok, the sexual assault supervillain. <laughs> That's his superpower, is sexual assault. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your this, superpower. They're just testing the waters here with this one, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Plays the audience. <laughs> Played pretty well, I, mean, I think. Yeah, that would definitely be my... That definitely is my superpower. Yeah. That and uh, <laughs> that and uh, penciling, coloring. Right, obviously. <laughs> Pitching baseballs. Right. And making awesome 80s jams. Fuck yeah. Sweet dreams are made of this, Donnie. Oh, is that by Dave Stewart? It's by the Eurythmics, which is Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox. Oh, can we use that for our theme song? Is it okay? I mean... Can, do I, I, have, mean, your, do Annie, I have your permission? Annie, Annie's kind of... You have my permission, but Annie's okay, kind of the uh, one you need to ask. She she kind of runs shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's the one who has the rights, huh? Okay, I gotta talk yeah. to her. I'll put you in touch. Alright, good. Thank you. Okay, so anyway, then they turn Kate back into a person, and uh, then they go on Jimmy Kimmel, and that was the end of my notes. Yeah, it was a dumpster fire <laughs> of a comic book. like Except for Brodock. Uh, Brodock was a godsend. Yeah. It was written by Kelly Thompson, uh -huh. who is the one who did that X-Men book that I still like and still keep reading. Which one's that? And she also wrote that uh, Rogue and Gambit book that we read. Oh. 
She's running the X-Men Gold. But god damn it, man. The material she had to work with in this was just trash. You yeah. cannot make a team of all comic relief characters. It doesn't work. It's too much <laughs> dumb fuckery. It's too much comedy for you? You can't handle the comedy, it's can you? It's just so hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I was like, oh, ha 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 ha. LOL. I couldn't stop laughing. And yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. so much fun reading this. Me too. I recommend it. 100%. Yeah. You ready for a review? Yeah. Were you able to find a single good review with this one? Because I'm going to assume they're all one star. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! I have a review that is five stars. And the title is Perfect Blend of Fun and Feels. <laughs> Fuck this person. I know, Fuck yeah. them up their stupid face. <laughs> this this review, them. I think that this review is uh, just made by Marvel, actually. But we'll we'll see what you think after I read this. I've been making, <laughs> I've been making mine Marvel for over twenty five years, and this book easily makes it into my top ten. It's the perfect blend you, of fun and feels, you. and endeared me to characters that I hadn't previously followed. I originally picked it up for the art, which is gorgeous, all caps. The writing is pitchy, fast-paced, and funny. Kelly Thompson, writer, and uh, Stefano uh, Casilli, artist, uh, Troyana Farrell, color artist, and this motley crew of Marvel characters make a perfect cocktail for Madcap Mayhem. Buy it if you want to laugh. <laughs> Do you think it's real? I hope this person <laughs> gets like no, I don't want to say it. Never mind. What, AIDS? I just hate whoever this person is. <laughs> I want very terrible things to happen to this person and everyone they've ever loved or cared about or even fucking known. That's how much I hate whoever that person is. For that bullshit cunt of a review. Why why do you Fuck hate that person? Why do you hate Fuck fun them. and feels? <laughs> feels dude he didn't even mention brodock yeah he didn't brodock you'll feel the only feels and the only fun yeah yeah he's feeling up everybody yeah sexual assault supervillain without their consent it's great i like that review a lot oh, that was God. really funny to me i hate that person i think so it's so fucking much i think it's fake no. do you think it's fake that was written by one of the artists you just named how long have you been making yours marvel dave I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you gotta make mine Marvel. I think that was her old catchphrase. Not anymore. Oh. I've heard that before. It must have been a catchphrase. So, Dave, would you say you would like to see the writer of that review turn into a zombie? No. I like her other work. I, I don't blame <laughs> her for this dumpster fire of trash. Well, I was trying to transition. The correct answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. All right, good. Of course. <laughs> beta. Uh, no beta in this episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, by uh, the way... What's the point of it, even? All right, so this is... The Walking Dead Update. Yeah, Walking Dead Update. Did you change that around some? I did, yeah. Hmm. So, this episode of The Walking Dead is about Michonne, and it goes back and forth from present day to a flashback. A flashback to like right after Rick disappearing. In this flashback, Michonne is pregnant. Wait, in the flashback she's pregnant? In the flashback she's pregnant. So in that time jump, she was pregnant with, uh, I assume, Rick's baby right before Rick disappeared. I guess that happened. So apparently all this time, uh, there's like a kid who I think is named RJ. And I think that's Rick and Michonne's kid. So I guess Rick they had Jr. a baby. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking like Rick. Yeah, the R is definitely Rick. J. Yeah, I guess it could be Junior. I wasn't sure what the J was. Yeah, so just suddenly, uh, after we see Michonne pregnant in this flashback, we come back to present day, and just all of a sudden, Judith has like a brother. So just Michonne just says to Judith, hey, bring your brother inside. Has Michonne been seen? Is this the first time Michonne has been on this season? No, she's been on. She's been coming in and out. But she hasn't been there in a few episodes. But she hasn't been pregnant at all this entire time. I, we haven't this seen kid has never been mentioned before. Yes, exactly. So this is the first time we've okay. learned of this. It's really 
bizarre. You would think you would at least see the kid at some point, but no. Anyway, in the past, Michonne meets an old friend from before. It was like her college friend. Uh, they went to law school together. So um, she brings her in, and this friend is rolling with the with the whole group of only children. So they bring all these people in. So they're with a the group of kids, and in the middle of the night, the kids steal a bunch of shit from Alexandria. They steal all the food, all the medicine, and they run. So Michonne, pregnant Michonne, and Daryl have to go look for them and find them because they also kidnapped the children that were living in Alexandria. So Judith is with them now. Um, so this, this lady, Michonne's friend, believes that uh, training children to do fucked up shit is the, is the way to do it. So she's like training kids to like murder and steal for her because she thinks kids are capable of anything, uh, which is kind of weird to me. Okay, I'm liking this lady. Yeah, so <laughs> they uh, so they, they take Judith. Let's see. They find the kids, uh, Daryl and Michonne, but then the kids capture them. You know, they don't really want to kill kids, so they, they're kind of captured and tied up. And then the kids brand them with an X because, I don't know, they don't really explain why they did that. So they have them like tied up. And then they take a brand and just brand an X into Daryl and Michonne, and I don't really know why. I mean, you don't have to kill the kids, but you can easily beat the shit out of them. They're kids. Yeah, you would think. What the fuck are you afraid of? Right. So, here's what happens uh, with that. So they eventually get free. Daryl gets himself untied somehow and then sets him free. So they're trying to get out of this place. Uh, Michonne's friend is like telling the kids, like, hey, don't let them leave. They can't leave here. And so the kids are like, armed and ready to like murder them and they're trying to just like they're on pretty much the defense basically and this one kid like cuts Michonne's pregnant stomach in this uh in this scene here and then they get the kids uh subdued they basically I think they disarm them and kind of knock them out or whatever but then they go outside where Michonne's friend is waiting like just outside the doorway and beats Michonne with a plank of wood um and you know, just like again and again, and it's like, oh man, there's no way this baby was born. You know, they're, like they are just beating the fuck out of her. It's fucked up. But anyway, Michonne finally gets the best of the better of her friend and stabs her in the chest with her sword. Um, so then the other kids see, like, oh shit, this this lady's dead. We got to kill them and uh, kill the rest of the kids that aren't part of our original crew. So they're sending this one kid in with a knife to like murder all the other kids in this trailer uh, where Judith is. Michonne is trying to get there, and Michonne has to murder the fuck out of, like, all these groups of kids that were after her. <laughs> it was great, man. She's just, like, <laughs> knocking heads off and shit. Like, they don't show it. They they kind of, like, were cutting back and forth to present day, where she's uh, killing a group of zombies to find Judith, uh, who had run away in present day to go help their friends do fucking... I, I can't remember what they were trying to do. But um, there's a group of zombies, so it's just, like, showing Michonne killing all these zombies instead of showing her killing all the kids. But yeah, so she killed a bunch of kids, they get Judith back, and uh, that, that's what happened in the past. Uh, apparently she did have the baby, because we did see this RJ character, and, but they didn't say explicitly that it's Michonne's spawn. Michonne seems to take more of an interest in Judith than the one that came, supposedly came out of her, you know what I mean? So I don't know if this is actually a real, or her actual child, because they kind of do weird things with like the parenting in this show. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. So, present day was kind of boring. It was just uh, Michonne and Judith were kind of not agreeing with what they should do to help people, um, which is why Judith runs off on her own and gets into trouble there. But the other thing was... Uh, How old is Judith now? She's got to be like, uh, I don't know, she's probably 8 or 10 or something like that. She's still young, but not as young. Oh. Yeah. But, okay, during present day... Daryl is leaving with a group of people and they're having like, they're walking out of the Alexandria in the middle of the night and they're, they're like, they're whispering to each other. They're like, yeah, we got to do this. And, uh, Daryl's like, yeah, I'll see you later. Then he whistles loudly and yells, dog. (laughs) 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 Why is Daryl always fucking so loud in this? (laughs) I love it, man. (laughs) It never fails. It just never fails. He's just shouting his ass off. Okay, and then the episode ends with the Whisperers finding the kingdom. And, you know, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, No beta in this one, but I'm sure he'll be in next week. We'll probably get that heads on pikes, those fat cowboys. That'll happen. And that's The Walking Dead. So, 
Michonne killing kids was the highlight, and the rest of it was kind of boring. Up until that point, I was just like trying really hard to not just start playing on my phone. Actually, I, I had trouble with this episode. I was, <laughs> I'm like, gotta pay attention so I can look for funny things that happen. But I was like, I had a hard time focusing. Hmm. We'll see what happens then. There's only two more episodes. I don't know in, in what I'm going to do after two weeks here. I'm going to be really depressed that I don't have this to talk about because I enjoy this a lot. I enjoy talking about it. I have to find some other awful show to review. What about Fear of the Walking Dead? Do you think Fear of the Walking Dead is worth it? Eh, it won't be as good. I've never watched it. It won't be as good Go if I it. do that. I don't know. Jesse Wasn't Jesse McCartney a cast member on that at one point in time? Apparently, maybe he was. I can't remember. Then let's just rewatch. Let's just rewatch whenever he was still <laughs> yeah, on it. Just watch Jesse McCartney. I have no interest in that show, period. I just want to see Jesse McCartney. Yeah. The, uh, fuck, what was the guy's name? Morgan. Morgan moved over to that show. So that, that could be worth it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Jenna Elfman's on it. Yeah, and they had this. I uh, think isn't isn't that girl from Lost? Uh, which which girl? Shit the the one who <clears throat> Boone's sister, who was dating um. Ah uh, fuck! I can't I can't remember oh, Boone's shit. sister. I, I don't remember those characters well enough to Isn't know. A random blonde girl. Yeah, I can't remember. All right. Anyway, let's uh. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll try to find some shitty show to watch. I think, but I don't know what it'll be. It won't be as perfect as The Walking Dead. All right. Anyway, you watched Spider Verse, right? I did. What'd you think? It was hilarious. Uh, do you mean that sarcastically, like with West Coast no, Avengers? No, okay, it's actually hilarious. <laughs> okay, good. It, it was what West Coast Avengers was <laughs> attempting to be. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I, actually, now that I think about it, those were most of those characters were all jokey characters in Spider Verse, but. For some reason, that worked out really they well. They were actually like really funny and really smart jokes. They were, yeah. They were referencing that uh, shitty dance scene in Spider-Man Three. That was good. I like that they. I like that they referenced even the shitty parts of the Spider-Man uh, history. That was that was really great. What was your favorite Spider-Man? Miles. I mean, no, he was the he, he was the, the main one. That's true. I, yeah, I really love that story. Like the whole thing with. The way that they kill off Peter Parker in the beginning uh, was really unexpected to me. So when Kingpin just like bashes his head in, I, I thought that was really good. They, they had really good effect with that one. You know, that part was like pretty, what, what, what am I talking about impactful. here? Impactful. Yeah, impactful is what I want to say. So I really love that. And then I like that the old fat Peter Parker comes I, in there. I was going to say, really yeah, good. I really like fat Spider-Man. Yeah, I like that a lot too. The, everyone keeps telling him how he's like, oh, you're... Getting a little fat there. It's like, man, people got to keep it to themselves. I think I was, I was, I, was, I felt bad <laughs> for this Spider-Man. Everyone calling him fat. What a bunch of assholes. Pizza's yeah. good. Beer is good. Just <laughs> yeah, leave him the fuck That's alone. Training food. Yeah, exactly. He needs fuel to fucking be Spider-Man. <laughs> That's right. Got to, got to have some reserves. All right, steel reserves. Always. Yeah. And I really like the whole storyline with uh, Prowler, Miles' uncle. Uh, I like the reveal of that. I like that when uh, Prowler follows them to Aunt May's house, I thought that, that fight scene was fucking awesome when they're like jumping around the house. Uh, and then he takes off the max. Yeah, this, this, this movie was really good, man. <laughs> I, love, I love the Aunt May the entire time that fight is happening. Just keeps saying, like, take it outside, yes. Please take it outside. Yeah, she's just like watching everyone break her shit and she's getting like annoyed by it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that fight scene was awesome, man. I think that all of them were. They were really well an animated. They got a ton of, uh, it's a very stylish movie. And I, I thought it, I think it was the best movie last year. Like, I think I enjoyed that one more than even Infinity War or uh, more than even Black Panther, I think. I, I really liked that movie a lot. Yeah, it's just colorful as fuck. The music was awesome. And it had everything, basically. What'd you think of uh, Spider-Man Noir? You sold Nick Cage. Yeah, Nick Cage. I like that a lot. But yeah, you always talk about how much you hate that character, though, which I was wondering about. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking stupid character. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not as bad as Spider-Ham. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to ask. But yeah, I like, I like Spider-Ham in this one, too. I like that he's dropping anvils and doing like classic funny comedy things, pulling out a giant mallet and everything. That was pretty good. Yeah. I like Spider-Gwen. She's kind of cool. Yeah, I did, too. I, I like 
I like <laughs> that uh, when Miles first gets bit, he keeps trying to explain it. it's just puberty. He keeps chalking it up puberty. Yeah. <laughs> as his hand is sticking in her hair, <laughs> just sticking to everything. Yeah, that was pretty like, awesome. I, I wouldn't want to explain that as puberty because that implies yeah. that you've just been jerking off like nonstop and your hand is just caked up in semen. Yeah, it's not a very good cover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have anything bad to say about that movie. I think I loved every part of it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie a lot. Uh, both times I saw it, I watched it twice. Oh, the Doc Ock. The, they made Doc Ock a lady in this one. And she has these cool, like, air pump arms. I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah, really awesome, like, redesigns of these characters. What did you think of Kingpin's design? It was all right. Uh, yeah, I like how he's a big square with a head in the middle of it. That's hilarious to me. I'm sure people know by now, but definitely watch this fucking movie because it's incredible. I love this movie. Yeah, it's really good. It really is. Did you see the post credits sequence? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't stick around in it. I didn't know there was something in the end of this one. Yeah, man, Spider Man 2099 makes an appearance, and he goes back in time. Oh. He goes back to the uh, old school Spider-Man cartoon where, have you ever seen that meme where Spider-Man is pointing oh, at himself? Yeah, I remember, yeah, I he, remember you and Chris were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went back to the, back in time to that one. So yeah, it's cool. We'll check that one out too. So what else have we got to talk about here? Have you ever heard of a game? Oh, your game, your game. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a game called Hellblade Sanoa's Sacrifice? I don't think so. Senua's Sacrifice, I think it is. This game came out in 2017, and somehow I didn't hear about it, but it looks fucking awesome, and I'm pissed off that nobody told me about it. It looks like God of War, uh, set in, like, Norse mythology, with a woman who's, like, going fucking crazy, and, like, seeing things and shit. It looks awesome. Here, I'll just read the description here. From the makers of Heavenly Sword, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, and DMC Devil May Cry, comes a warrior's brutal journey into myth and madness. Set in the Viking Age, a broken Celtic warrior embarks on a haunting vision quest into Viking hell to fight for the soul of her dead lover. This sounds fucking awesome. Why didn't anyone tell me about this? This has been out for two years, and I haven't heard of it. Has anyone known about this? I don't know. All the reviews are really high, too. It's like it's Wait, got like a lot of two tanks. years, so it's on like PS4 and Xbox One, then? Yeah, it's on PS4. I think uh, uh, from my research, it's download only. And maybe that's why I haven't heard of it. But Oh, so it's like a marketplace like indie game? Apparently, yeah. But like it looks really fucking oh. good. It looks it looks incredible. You're going to Helheim, dude. Helheim. With one L. It's the way hell was meant to be. Yeah. This game is perfectly up my alley and nobody fucking told me about it. It's coming out on Switch, apparently soon. They don't have a set date though, so I I'll buy it when it comes out on Switch, I think. But it looks awesome, man. I, I want to play this game so much. I'm into it. I'm very into this fucking game. Hang on, pull it for me again. I, I want to see if it's on... Uh, Hellblade with two L's. Hellblade. Let's see if it's something I can rent. Yeah, you should. It's from the people who made DMC Devil May Cry. Oh shit, the trailer look... Oh wait, yeah, okay. I have seen this one. It's already in my uh, queue. Oh really? Okay, so yeah, I saw the trailer... Because they show you the trailer when yeah. you pulled up on Gamefly? Yeah. The trailer is fucking badass as hell. Yeah, it looks awesome, man. It looks like God of War, but like even earlier. It's fucking great. Have you ever played that DMC Devil May Cry game? The brand new one? Five? No, no. <laughs> Welcome to Devil May Cry hour here. Uh, no, this is the old one where they tried to reboot Devil May Cry and everybody fucking hated it because it looked like they totally changed Dante. So everyone hated how it looked. Was it one of the ones you let me borrow on the 360 when you left? Maybe. Probably I played whatever ones you let me borrow. I think there was one in there. Okay, yeah, maybe they maybe it is. Uh, I'm not sure. But it it's the one where there's a there's a newscaster boss. Did you ever see that one? I have no idea. It's like a newscast I can't remember any uh, what he does exactly. He probably just like I think it's like a, either a TV screen with a news guy or an actual like news anchor and you're you have to fight him. And I I don't know, maybe he's like, "Oh, it's rainy today and then there's rain or something." I don't fucking know what he does. But it Wait, was a cool fight. A Why is he also giving you the weather? I don't know. <laughs> he's just it's like a CNN guy. The, <laughs> like the, be like, the whole be game. Like, yeah, there was a bank robbery that happened. <laughs> yeah. The whole game is just like, yeah, man, the propaganda is out to get you. Like, that's the whole theme of the game is like propaganda. 
So you see all these like ads for like energy drinks and shit. And they're like, oh, why would anybody like Dante's like, how do people fall for this and shit like that? He's like a social commentary in like a really stupid way. You should, I kind of want to play this game again now. I I was uh, looking at a couple of trailers of that one just to remind myself about those ones. It's really stupid. Like it starts off with Dante's trailer getting thrown by a giant troll and then he's like, in midair in slow motion getting dressed while his trailer's flipping all around. So it's really stupid, man. I'm into it. Never I never really got into Devil May Cry games. <laughs> They're dumb. I still haven't gotten yeah. that other one. With V. Five. Yeah. Is it V or is it five? I think it's V, but I don't know. Oh. I haven't, I haven't played the game yet. God, that that dude is so fucking cool though. Yeah, he is cool. Sandals. All right, so that's that's my that's my rant and rave that I haven't heard of this game yet. You got anything else you want to talk about? No. No. All right. Tweet us. Tweet us the pronunciation of that guy's name. Is it V or is it five? Yeah. At giraffes HPT pod. Just like type the letter V. <laughs> it's pronounced yeah. V. It's like oh that doesn't sound it out for me. <laughs> yeah. It's the letter. Yeah, the letter or the number. Yeah. We'll soon find out. I, I guess I could just pull up the trailer and see if they mentioned it in there. I think it's I don't v. want to put that kind of effort into this. Yeah. It's uh, too much work to go to YouTube and check it out. Yeah. So, what do you want to read next week, then? Lock and Key, Volume 2. Oh, shit. Lock and Key. Yeah. Check that one out again. What is this? Is this... Giraffe-tober. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's a horror book, isn't it? Did did we read that one in October? We did, yeah. <laughs> okay. Picked it I picked it just for that drop. Oh good. Alright, yeah, let's check that one out then. I found one on Comic Hoss that I want to read. I want to read Judge Dread from IDW. I think this looks pretty cool, so uh that's volume one of nice. Judge Dread. <laughs> are you are okay. you are you a dreadhead? I saw the movie when I was a kid. Did so you? I, apparently. So you're a huge dreadhead. Yeah, I am such a dreadhead. <laughs> Did you play the game on Are the you, so yeah or Super Nintendo? Blockbuster. They had this weird thing where, like, during the summer, they had sort of like a a gaming tournament thing. Yeah. But I don't know how they really kept score if anyone ever actually won. Uh huh. But Judge Dread was one of the games that was uh in it the summer I played in it on Sega Genesis I don't remember anything at all about how that game like what the fuck you were doing in it or how it worked or what the fuck the point of it was I think you just run around shooting yeah you run around shooting and then you you have to decide to either execute the bad guys or to arrest them or something I think it was that game I think that was like the twist is you shoot them Mm. into submission and then you decide to shoot them in the head or send them to jail (laughs) Shoot them in execution style yeah. or uh, arresting style. Yeah, exactly. Go with arrest shot to the head. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're a cop. What else are you going to do? Yeah. You obviously shoot them in the head execution style. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Well, you're going to make sure they're unarmed first, and then you're going to execute them. Yeah. Or you just, you have to shout, he's got a gun, and then you can shoot him in the head. It's fine. <laughs> he's not Caucasian. Shoot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like racist yeah, Rambo cop. We got way too political here. Well, I mean, he does go after Denzel Washington, so... Robocop? I'm not saying he's not. Or Judge yeah. Dredd. Okay. Oh, no. I'm... Shit. Judge Dredd, yeah. Not Robocop. Did Robocop... Was he also yeah. a racist cop? I can't remember that movie, but... I, don't... I never saw that original one. I don't know. Okay. It was made in, like, the 80s, right? So I think you could be racist yeah. back then. But, uh... Probably. probably. Yeah, he's, wrote a... he's a cop, right? Must be racist. Right, so... Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Just answer the question right there. Yeah, I guess I no need to go back and look. Uh, Man, I, I the already cast know the of answer. Robocop or fuck not Robocop, the cast of Judge Dredd. What an all-star cast. Who's in that Sylvester one? Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Sandra Bullock is his sidekick, and then Rob Schneider is the comedy relief character. <laughs> wow. And then Denzel Washington is the bad guy. Oh fuck. Because he was a black actor. That's why Judge Dredd doesn't like him. Exactly. He's a cop. Wait, which which Judge Dredd is that one? Is that the the, the, fir- the original one? The original one? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's okay. like a remake with Carl Urban, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Carl Urban is that one. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Who else is in that one? Uh, just I have no scroll idea. Through here, real quick. I definitely didn't see that one ever. Yeah. I guess I'm not a true dread head then, since I didn't see that. That one was sequel. pretty good. It was a good movie. Was it? Yeah. You saw it? I did. A long time ago. It was decent. You should check it out. <laughs> like hmm. Judge Dredd looks stupid in the movie though. But it was a cool movie. Just the mask because looks like it's made just, of styrofoam. Because he's just Carl Urban wearing like a, a shitty like little mask. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I might watch it again. It was yeah, it was awesome. They they were doing this drug that slows down time and makes everything like really uh sparkly and colorful. So it's really a cool mm. movie. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember is the drug sequences. When they take the drug, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> they can see everything, man. It's fucking cool. Awesome. I will check it out. Yeah, I recommend it. So, I guess that'll be it for us today, then. So, I am D. Lewandowski on Twitter. Fuck. I'm at DC the God on the internet. I might be Donnie Ohm on Twitter. I'm going to take a look at that one. Yeah, I thought so you were I might that change that one. So maybe maybe it's Donnie Ohm. I might change it up here. Donnie Ohm pending. Uh, <laughs> Donnie Slamdowski. Yes. One of these things. I don't know which one I'll pick, but I think I got to change one of those. <laughs> Availability pending. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, what, we'll see which one is available. Follow us at GHBT. Fuck. Giraffes HBT pod. And we're that on Twitter and Facebook. What's the Patreon? Yeah, patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. Soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Everything will be linked below. You can read. Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Comic Kirkman. For this fucking thing. Judge oh, yeah, Dreadbook. go download the Comic Cost app. Yeah, tell them we sent you and then maybe they'll give us money. Yeah, sponsored. We'll see. Yeah. Ad. <laughs> Me undies. Use promo code giraffes HPT pod. To save ten percent off, go to blueapron.com, and we'll pick up your first three meals for free. <laughs> go to downlovendusky.com for all your uh, editing needs. Use promo code Giraffes Have Black Tongs and save seventy-two percent. <laughs> yeah, on all <laughs> that purchases. Seems, that seems too generous. It is very generous. Wow. Okay, so go to DonaldLevandowski.com, put in promo code GIRAFFES to add 72% to your order. <laughs> to pay that me more money. Wiser. Yeah, I like this one better. Yeah. This is better for me, alright? Alright, we'll see you next week. Bye.